This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about football is coming soon. We talk about our favorite TV shows, and we dig into why Paul said we must examine ourselves and what that looks like. All right, we're recording now. Um, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. So, um, you don't know this. I'm just sure that you don't know it. If you tell me you did know it, I'm going to question you. But um, today, when we're recording this, is August the 4th. It's National Cookie Day. I did not know that. You get a free cookie at McDonald's today. Oh. It was really good. that's good good to know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, it seems like there's, there's, every day is a national something day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some of them are very strange and very odd um things to have a national day anyways uh today is august the 4th and which means we're exactly one month away today from i'm gonna say the start of our football season uh, because on september the 4th georgia plays clemson so I'm ready for some football. We have one week in that, and we think I totally support. As that. of right now, I think there's no COVID restrictions or anything. So we're headed we're headed strongly in that direction. But maybe we'll at least get to at least one game. Uh, but uh, I was just thinking of that today. How exciting it is that we're getting to that time of year. It's hot, miserable outside. Hey, it wasn't actually bad today. Yeah, it actually cooled thought, off some today. I thought the, the first couple of days this week wasn't near as bad. Today seemed to start heading back in that direction for me anyway. But anyways, uh, yeah, so Georgia will play Clemson September 4th. There's probably a couple of games going to happen before that actual day. Um, but that's the one that, that I'm most looking forward to. So, um, But it's getting to be that time of year, so... Right after football season starts, that means hunting season's fixing to start. I thought that's so where you were going when you first started It's the most exciting time this. of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people say Christmas is the most exciting time. Of, or what they, What's that song say? It's the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. Wonderful time of the year. Yeah. But we all know that that's actually hunting season. Um, and you couple it's that together. It's funny that there's not a song that says that. Well, give me write that down. I'll be writing a song later. Hmm. It might go viral i doubt it (laughs) (laughs) i have no confidence in that yeah but uh yeah you gotta admit it's even though like i said we're still in the it feels like in the middle of summer but really september is when that kind of ticks turns over to when you start hoping for fall to get here well you have Uh, one more month of summer i do unfortunately and i will enjoy every moment of it except for the power bill yeah yeah, which we got in the mail today, and it was ridiculous. But anyways, uh, at least we're staying cool. At the moment, yeah. too cool. No. It's cold in here. Yeah. Um, you had anything going on this week you need to share before we get into the Just day? Just working. Just working. Yeah, you've actually had a couple of really busy weeks mm-hmm. uh, lately. Finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> yeah, and and I was just thinking last night. You know, we we had uh, we had a service uh, last night up in up in uh, the big city there, but you I think you missed another AGT last night, and you probably hadn't even thought of that, have you? Oh, I did. Did you? Yeah, I'm kind of sad about it, but I'll watch it on demand. I'll catch up. Yeah, uh, I 
Ooh. It was supposed to be lives. Are they doing Tuesdays and Wednesdays already? I do not. Like back to back? I don't keep up with it that much. Hmm. Um, I'm but I did hear, you know, the one the one girl that was on there that was uh, fight, battling cancer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was her, but I seen a headline that said um, a cancer uh, patient had to withdraw from AGT. And I'm assuming it's probably her. It well, could be someone sad. else, but yeah. She was very inspirational. She was, and very talented. Um, yes. So I was going, when I when I seen that, I thought, I need to ask Elsie if, if that was that girl, because like everybody's pulling for her. Uh, and then I realized that we was gone last night, so. We didn't get to see it. didn't get to see it, so. It's okay. I will catch up. No worries. Yeah. We also need to catch up on making it. We're yes. talking about TV shows. Yes. Uh, any of our listeners out there, it's one of those shows that's kind of hidden to me like it just yeah. you don't know it's on until it's about gone but yeah it's uh it's amy poehler and i forget the guy's name nick uh, nick something yeah from uh parks and recreation i think it was a show he was on but it's just a show it's a competition show about random crafts and they're so good they're yeah. so cool and there's so many puns mm-hmm. they're very like, it's per very episode funny. it's yeah. great it's it quickly became one of our favorite shows but it's only Every year it comes on at some random time. I always thought it was around closer to the holidays, but uh, it's only on for like six weeks and it's gone. Yeah, it's very uh, short. Yeah, but and I think last year they didn't even do it at all. Yeah, so you got AGT. You like uh, we like the making it show, uh, and then I think we mentioned last week or week before uh, about Alone, which is one of my favorites you at the moment. You haven't watched that lately. No, I did. I've well, I'm one episode behind because okay. uh, it it. I hadn't watched it yet, but you know the funny thing was, it was just a random mention. I think you even mentioned it because we was talking about the brain, and you mentioned something about one of the scenes on alone. Um, but when I got to work a couple of days after the podcast had had came out, I found out that there's like six or seven people in our place that that watches it and they they all knew exactly what yeah, we were talking and, about and, and nobody i didn't know they watched it and so we've never talked about it but um yeah so that's uh that's interesting if you if you just don't talk about those you know share those kinds of things you don't know what you got in common with people so uh but yeah it came out and uh so i'm one behind on that so anyways i don't know why we're just talking about tv and stuff i have no idea me neither (laughs) (laughs) um yeah speaking of tv though we need to catch up on the chosen too yeah the whole the whole they're done with season two and i think we're maybe we're ready for episode. yeah so we have three more episodes yeah because they're they're finished with with season two yeah and above all these other shows we just mentioned we recommend the chosen yes if you haven't seen it you must. It is a must see. It is a must. We yeah. have watched enough of it now that whenever we do Bible studies or have any kind of conversation about characters in the Bible, we're like, hmm, wonder what Dallas Jenkins is going to do with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's so good. And it helps us to, I think, just to see the Bible like, come to life and yeah, and be there. In so. ordinary ways. Mm-hmm. Like that they, they were ordinary people surrounding him. Yeah. Like people just like you and me, people with with normal jobs and normal lives and normal relationships and normal problems, just normal people. Yeah, and it's and it's unlike what we we most oftentimes picture when we're reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. 
is we think everybody's talking in the King James. Yeah, so they're uh, perfect. They they're, always yeah. make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, highly recommended uh, The Chosen. And and it's just eight episodes per season, and they're free. You can go online. You can very easily binge watch it. Oh yeah, very yeah. easily. Yeah. It'd be it'd be the greatest thing you've done that day. Um, one thing we haven't talked about, it's been new to our lives, is uh, for the past couple of weeks we've been uh, looking for new church. Um, it's been maybe three weeks ago, I guess it was, that we resigned our positions and started looking at new churches and that's it's it's exciting and difficult and difficult um you know and and every church is different but um it's just a it's just a hard thing to do because you want to be plugged into a place that that you fully believe in and you like you believe you especially have the confidence the, the to core, invite somebody else yeah the core uh, of of what they what they preaching and and those things but we just felt the lord had had uh led us out from where we was at and uh we just took that step in faith and moved on out and so that's that's something that maybe our listeners will be hearing about because we're we're visiting you know different places each week and um those kinds of things so we'll We'll kind of share that probably from time to time, and uh, but you know, in doing so, we've we've kind of came to a place where um, I don't know would would limbo be a, a, the right word as far as you know we was we was doing something on, on a very strict schedule, which was our church. You know, we had church at this place at this time, right. day this day. It was all routine. The time. Yeah. And and now we're out of the routine, and we're looking for our next mm-hmm. routine, so to speak. Um, and and that kind of, I I, I kind of brought that up to bring us into where uh, our topic a little bit today, because I feel like uh, it it was a message that I, I preached on last night, uh, just of just because you, you kind of might find yourself in between somewhere or coming out of something you've been used to doesn't mean that uh that you you change spiritually uh that you no, that you slack thing, the only thing that transitions do is provide opportunity for growth yeah unless you're lazy mm-hmm. which is very easy to do like we've talked about it without having not set time and place to be that um commitment to be at a at a specific time and place each week we don't want to get out of the habit yeah because if you get out of the habit it just makes it so much harder and being in church is important being connected to a body of believers is important and that's something that like we've talked about we're not willing to sacrifice that but at the same time, we have to keep ourselves in check because it's it's easy. Yeah, um, it is. We didn't decide today where we're going until, was it three yeah. or four o'clock, you know? Somewhere in there. So, um, And we're it's going not... somewhere we've never been before, on, mm-hmm. and it's a Wednesday night. And when you go to a new church or any church on Wednesday night, sometimes you don't know what to expect because sometimes... You don't sometimes, know what you're walking into. Yeah, yeah. some churches will, ha- will have a service that mm-hmm. we're preaching 
some will have small groups some will have bible studies and mm-hmm. so we're going somewhere tonight we've never been um and from what i what i've been able to gather uh, i looked a little bit today online at it and i believe somewhere towards the end of may is when the there was a church there and they transitioned into a new church with a new name with a new pastor and so i think it was a, the end of may the first of june when this transition so it's it's new and so we don't know much about it but as far as i know we don't know anybody there no i don't think so but you know that's i guess that's the exciting part uh the frustrating part is when you you go and then you walk out thinking you know well, when you go with high expectations because you've heard something or you've seen something on facebook to make you think you know this church is biblical this church is is taking it serious you know mm-hmm. taking jesus serious taking living for jesus serious and then you leave and you don't know if the pastor actually preached or not yeah or if he just talked about history in a book mm-hmm. so like that those i think that's the frustrating part for me is having those high expectations we visited somewhere sunday that i had high expectations and i was excited to to visit in person and then it just wasn't at all yeah like nobody even talked to us (laughs) (laughs) except for one kid and that's even worse (laughs) than you know if you go somewhere and you and you hear a bad message or you hear a boring message or Mm -hmm. that's one thing but um you know a boring message amongst really friendly people kind of offsets it right but yeah and i'm not saying these people weren't friendly but it was um they weren't friendly to us no they, they, <laughs> i guess what i'm saying they didn't they wasn't rude like they didn't look at us no no, no, no. i didn't feel like, like i was being judged or no. anything but nobody like like literally nobody there was, said welcome <laughs> no nobody shook our hand nobody said welcome nobody said we're glad to see you we're glad you're here like nobody said anything and and that remind like going through this journey again of visiting um we we encountered that before going mm-hmm. somewhere and, and nobody talking to us but i think it it reinforces you can't whether it's greeting somebody that you haven't seen at your church before or if it's witnessing to the lady in the drive-through you can't count on somebody else to do it yeah like you can't say well the person behind me might do it or the pastor will do it or the sunday school teacher will do it or, or i'll just do it later I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. You can't count on that because then what happens is somebody walks away from your church and says, nobody spoke to me because everybody thought somebody else did. Yeah. Or that lady in the drive through goes home depressed and contemplating suicide because we thought somebody else would say something encouraging. We thought somebody else would be kind to her. Yeah. And that just... That is so important to not wait on somebody else to do it. When when you if you know Jesus, you have been called and chosen to share him. Not wait on somebody else to do it. There is a song I keep hearing on the radio. It's been out for a long time, but I've heard it a lot the last couple of days. Um, that says I could sit around and wait for somebody else to do what I could do myself. Yeah. But I refuse. I'm gonna do something about it. I'm gonna make today different instead of waiting around for somebody else to do it. Yeah. And, and two, I thought they may not have spoke to us because we look so intimidating. Oh, you think, you think yeah, you're like Hulk's big brother yeah, or something? I mean, you, 
any, if anybody sees you, <laughs> you know, in your Sunday vest, you definitely look thuggish. Right. Yeah. So they was. I make sure I wear my camo jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, lemon dress. I look intimidating yeah, in my was, lemon dress. That was straight up street <laughs> hood right there. Uh, With a jean jacket. <laughs> you are absolutely crazy. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So. I mean, that's that's the excitement and, and everything that goes in with it. But it, uh, what I was working toward there is that there there's times in your life when you've got that routine and, and you just know what's going to be happening next next week and next month. And and, and you're you're getting in Bible studies, you're hearing messages, you're 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 singing, you're doing whatever it is you're doing in your church life and in your spiritual life. And then you get to a point like where we're at right now we're kind of in between and and it is somewhat of a danger zone mm-hmm. that you can that you can kind of get to that point where i haven't sung you know in church in in three weeks and you know so you start losing that drive a little bit and i haven't you know been around other people you know other christians in a couple of weeks and you start and you kind of it it's a danger that if you don't make a conscience effort to even when to push yeah when you're not uh maybe in a in a stable uh church environment as in like week after week after week you make a a, a conscious effort within yourself to make sure mm-hmm. that you get enough scripture that you you know that you get enough prayer time and and those things and i, I just kind of think you know back before uh i was saved you know my my life would be um you know, just doing random things in the evenings after work. Uh, Sunday was oftentimes either spent with an outdoor activity as far as like hunting or fishing, uh, something like that, or uh, football in the fall, uh, those kinds of things. And, and that's when it's, that's the danger, I guess, is now that, well, we don't have a home church to go to. Nobody's expecting us to be there. Right. Nobody's so counting on us. There's, there's But a, are they? That's true. There's the, the people last Sunday wasn't expecting us. <laughs> no, I meant counting on us. Back to what yeah, I was that, saying earlier about not waiting on somebody else to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. But the you know it's easy to, to get in that place and think, well, this Sunday evening there's there's a game coming on that I really want to see, or you know there there's the fish are biting, so I just want to go fishing, and it's easy to f- kind of fall into that um, if you're not if you're not making sure and and the message that that uh, we had last night was was that that even in those times when you're out of what you would consider normal then you you have to make sure that you're pressing that you're that you're continuing to do those things and i i kind of use the scriptures with uh peter uh peter and andrew and then john and james and um, you know Jesus came along. They was they were fishermen, and he he called them to the ministry. And it tells us, you know, that, that they was there, uh, you know, on the boats. Uh, John and James were mending nets with their with their dad. Everyday life. Everyday life. Yeah, and it was it was what was normal and what they done. And Jesus called them to follow him, and they did. So their lives changed at that point. And, and then they became about Jesus. But then later, after he had, you know, after the crucifixion 
and even after the resurrection um, we can read and it was in john their routine changed yeah the 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 routine with jesus changed mm-hmm. and there in in the scriptures in in the john i, I want to say 21 mm-hmm. i think it was where you um, were last night yeah john 21 yeah um that uh, that fi- peter just said hey i'm gonna go fishing mm-hmm. and everybody else said i'm going with you and and they kind of went back you know you got they were they were fishermen and then you got a, a segment in the middle here where they was with jesus and then here they was at the end saying oh, i'm going to go back to fishing and uh, of course jesus came in and and stepped back in um and and redirected them and, and encouraged them and and you know showed them a little bit more but i just think that's uh uh that's something that that is worth talking about because we're talking a lot about church right now and and looking for churches and those things but this is something that 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 you face uh, oftentimes in your life that you'll have you'll have days when you just can't get enough of prayer or of reading the scriptures and then all of a sudden you just you, you your mind isn't there mm-hmm. and you don't want to pray as much and you don't you got something else to do besides read scripture and and before you know it you're just thinking well i'll just i can just do something else i can do that later yeah and uh or i'll be okay without it yeah and and the, i guess you could say the the key phrase in in all that was that that Jesus never intended for an encounter with him to just make a temporary change mm-hmm. in us and that it's a forever change that that we can't just go back to what we was doing before who we were before uh, but that that with him and, and I shared it last night I know you probably can remember it better we was just talking about the chosen but the line that Mary Magdalene used in the chosen you remember i was one way and then i was different and the thing that happened in between was jesus yeah yeah i i, I tried i said it last night but i don't know if i said it exactly i think right. you I, I mean i don't know if that's word for word but the yeah. thing that happened in the middle the thing that changed everything was mm-hmm. jesus that encounter with jesus is what is what made it different yeah. and i think this just i just thought of this when you when you were talking just now but you know if we after he changes us if we can keep a remembrance of how we were before and we can keep a a memory of how horrible we were and how deep in sin we were and how messed up we were mm-hmm. that in itself should keep us from ever wanting to go back i know there's things in my life that I know that he has has changed in me. Yeah. And even though it's been several years now, I still, not every day, but I still find myself praying, don't let me forget. Yeah. Don't let me forget how it was before you found me in that place and pulled me out. Because if I forget, then I lose my gratefulness and I lose my hunger and I lose my desire to keep serving him and keep pursuing him. And then I'm going to go back. And if I go back, it's going to be worse than it was the first time. Yeah. So sometimes I think we just need a, a, a good moment of remembrance 
of what he rescued us out of and what he brought us out of to to keep in our minds just what he did for us and how much he deserves us Absolutely. in every moment. Yeah, and, and, and in most circumstances, nobody says, you know, I'm done with this and I'm just going to go back to what I was. Right. Everybody says, no, I'm going to continue, you know, being a Christian, it's I'm not all at once. Believing, but I'm just not. I'm not feeling. I'm not like, going to go to church. Yeah, I'm not going to go to church, or mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not going to you know read the Bible today, or I'm not going to do those things. And but I'm still, I still believe in Him, and and mm-hmm. and, and it, so it's not like you know we're 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 talking about people who just says I've just changed my mind and I don't want to follow Jesus no more, but. It's it's that little trap that's there of, um, I'll just I'm gonna keep following him, but I'm just gonna do less. Mm-hmm. And maybe you do five percent less this week, and then next week you think, well, that wasn't too bad. I'll do ten percent less. And before you know it, you're falling into that place. And and that's why I said it's important for us to remember just what what degree of change that he brought Mm -hmm. because if we can remember what we were like before he found us then to me it puts an emphasis on how much he deserves us and how much he deserves our worship and how much he deserves our time and our energy and our effort and our life and our attention everything about us he deserves it and it's still not enough to repay but when we start slacking on that then in in his sacrifice becomes less important and his redemptive work becomes less in focus, then it's easy to do 5% less. And though, well, I still feel okay. I can still pray when I need something. So I'm going to, I'm going to skip Bible today. I'm going to skip the devotions today. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to listen to more secular music than I listen to praise and worship, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it's easy to get off balance just because we lose our our well, focus on what he's done for us. Yeah, and, and like you were saying, is uh, that we if if we're if we're focused on ourselves, and you know what what we're getting out of it or what we're putting into it or those kinds of things, we're we're off on the wrong side at that point because ultimately. If we'll just keep focus of of what Jesus did for mm-hmm. us, what He went through, the the good and the bad. I mean, and I and I say that meaning the life He lived, the the perfect life He lived, and and even and He had every temptation we have. He had, and and He uh, He defeated them. He overcame. And so we look at that, but then we look at the the cross, and we look at the. You know, it tells us in the Bible, he said that he didn't have a place to lay his head. So it wasn't like he was, he was, you know, living very comfortably. And he then, wasn't living the high life. No. And when we look at that, but then ultimately we go to the cross, which is where, where we see his love for us. And we see what he did and we see that he died. We see how brutal it was. We see all those things that, that he went through for us. And if, if we're focused any at all about what we've done or or what we've you know put in or wh- how devoted we are uh we're we're kind of like i said kind of veering off the to to the wrong side a little bit because as long as we keep in focus that if if i go back 
to slacking in my spiritual life. If I go back to wanting to do other things more than I'm wanting to worship him, then that beating that he took before he went to the cross didn't mean much to me. Mm-hmm. And Everything that, he that did. walk that he took mm-hmm. up that hill carrying that cross didn't mean that much to me because I'm willing to say, I appreciate what you've done and I believe it. But I'm going to go do something else But now. I'm going to go do something else. And um, I'm going to go ahead and tell the alligator story. Can I do that? Go ahead. You care? I love that alligator story. Gets uh, me every time. Yeah, but it and but it, it fits right there. Uh, this it wasn't something I planned. I hope I can remember it correctly. But I'll help you. Uh, the 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 way that we're talking about not honoring his sacrifice is what what gives us a a mindset that we can slack in mm-hmm. in other things. But the story, uh, the alligator story, is that a man. Uh, decided to take his young son on a fishing trip uh, to the lake for the weekend. And when they got there, he, he told his son, he said, the, the one thing that we have to, to you know, to, the rule we have to stick to is you cannot go out on that lake without me because it's full of alligators. And uh, so we'll go out, we'll go fishing, and we'll have fun, but you don't go out in the, in the you know, the canoe without me because of the alligators so um after a day or two of being there the the man the dad was taking a nap in in the tent and the little boy was outside playing and he looked and he thought well i've been out on the lake a couple times i can do this on my own so he goes out gets in the canoe pushes himself off the bank and goes out just a little piece and sure enough he runs up on an alligator and and it tips his boat up and he falls out he goes to splashing and, and, you know, hollering and screaming. And the more he does, the more tension it gets from alligators. And here comes numerous alligators toward him. And his dad comes running out of the tent. And he looks. He sees the uh, sees his son there. And, and the alligator's closing in on him. And the boy sees his dad running toward him. And just as he gets to the water, he blacks out. And then the next thing he remembers, he wakes up on the shore and he looks down the shore and he sees his dad laying there torn to pieces by the alligators. And he realizes then that his dad came in and saved him from mm-hmm. from the danger that, that he caused himself. He, he got in he, he chose it yeah, he, by himself. Yeah, he he got in trouble himself by doing what his dad had told him not to. And he looks down there and he sees his dad torn to pieces, dead, because of this decision he made. And now he has a choice. And that's where we was at in, in, our, uh, in the podcast there was, if that boy gets up and says, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back in that boat and go back out there on the lake, then his dad giving his life for him absolutely meant nothing. absolutely nothing and he's going to go back out there and never get back in the same predicament he was mm-hmm. in and there's no there's no dad there to come get him now or the other decision is he can look out there and think someone died to save me mm-hmm. from my own sins from my own disobedience someone died and no matter whatever happens, no matter if I see 
fish jumping up in that lake, no matter if the weather's great, no matter what happens, I will never get in that boat and go back out there on that lake because my dad died to mm-hmm. save me from that lake. And um, and that's the alligator story, it, but it, it's such a powerful example of what we oftentimes do is we're, I mean, I, I was deep in sin in my life and just, you know, it. everybody is. You know, it's mm-hmm. everybody's told lies, and you think, well, if everybody's done it, it must be right. No, it's just it's just everybody's wrong, and everybody is has most likely stolen a little something, even as a kid or something. Everybody's had lustful thoughts. Everybody's had hateful thoughts. Everybody's had pride in them, and all those things that that uh, as people we might not put much emphasis on it, but when God's looking at us, those are huge things. Those and are the things that he paid for. Yeah. Those are the things that put the wrath in the cup mm-hmm. for him to drink the wrath that we deserved because we had broken all of the laws. Yeah, exactly. And and if, if we get to a point where we say, I know because of these things that I've done, and I and we didn't even, I mean, those are things, you know, there there's the thing, the the popular ones that you know we t- that the popular things that you want to hear or or you do hear from a lot of churches and evangelists and stuff of the same sex relationships and the drug abuse and the the you know just the um uh, adultery and all those things but I'm just I just said but the church has classified big sins yeah but when we look at God's law thou shalt not lie you know it's the same there there's one we failed at Thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, Jesus said if you look at a woman with lust, then you've committed adultery in your heart. So It also says if you're angry with your brother, you've committed, committed murder. Committed murder, exactly. It says to honor. And who hasn't been angry yeah. at one at one time or another? Honor your So we can go around father. and say, I'm a pretty good person. I've never killed anybody. But have you? Yeah. In your head? In, in your heart, you like, did. Like, been angry at somebody? Mm-hmm. And we look at those things and think, those are the very things that he died for mm-hmm. to save me from. So by me saying, I accept your sacrifice. But it's okay if I tell this lie. But I'm going to, but I'm in a, I'm in an odd spot in my life right now where I'm just not real driven to, to church or real driven to worship. So I'm just going to go back over there for now. Mm-hmm. W- what we're doing, we're going back into that lake with alligators. And he's exactly. and he's already paid that price for us, and we're putting ourselves back in it, and it's it's uh, it's disrespectful. I mean, I don't know what how else to say it. There's probably a much more elegant way to say that, but it's just disrespectful. It's that very sacrifice. ungrateful. Yeah, dishonoring, ungrateful to to look at what he did. He literally rescued our soul and provided a means of eternal life. And provided a freedom from being bound in in lies, in anger, in adultery, in lust, from being bound to those things, being controlled by those things. He he provided a way of escape. Yeah. And then when we when we lose our our gratefulness, when we lose sight of what he did for us, then it's very easy to just go back into it. It, it and is. and just 
just walk away and well you know yeah he did that for me big deal Mm -hmm. and none of us would say that we would not if you ask somebody who believes that jesus died for their sins you was like well if if you if you voice disrespect and said well that's not a big deal that he did that for me they'd be like what is wrong with you yeah but then when we lay aside the spiritual disciplines we lay aside the church we lay aside the the prayer we lay aside the witnessing we lay aside the reading whatever it might be that we're just like eh, i don't really feel like doing that mm-hmm. we're literally saying i love you and all jesus but what you did not a big deal yeah like that's literally what we're saying with our actions and our decisions Yeah, like you said we'd never say it with our mouth no but yeah but we would live that that way but we live that way yeah yeah but uh, you know I'm, I'm just gonna say that one once more that it he didn't intend it just to be a temporary change when we encounter him and you know, this is going to be, I guess, a bold statement, a controversial statement, maybe one that will anger it. people. But if if you say that you've encountered Jesus and that you've accepted him as Lord of your life, think about that, Lord of your life. It means he gets to say. That means he gets to say. If you, if you claim that, but it doesn't bother you to go against that, then, then as Paul said to examine yourselves to see if you're even in the faith mm-hmm. because I, I th- this is this is not me talking this is you go and go and look this up google it statistics and and all those things and, and records but the number of people who say they get saved and then are later found to not be in any way um, involved in in anything with Jesus uh, whether it be church, whether it be just their lifestyle. And, and the, what I'm getting at here is false converts. The number of false converts outweighs the number of actual converts tremendously. So if, if that's you, if you, think, if you say, yeah, I've, I've committed my life to Jesus, but you've went back to just doing the regular old things that you was always doing before that encounter, then that encounter might not have actually changed you. It might have affected you emotionally for a little while. For a moment. But it, it, you can't encounter him and not change mm-hmm. permanently. And, and, and it's, it's, there, it's false conversion. And I think we're going to try, uh, I don't know when, but I think that's we just need to do a podcast on false conversion and have a lot of the, the, the numbers here. Because false conversion, true repentance. Yeah, because so so many people, and we're all subject to think that we have done something that we really haven't, mm-hmm. because we want it we want it to be that way. Uh, so I, yeah, I think that might be something. And uh, we're we're running out of time. I see you just pulled something up. So I was just gonna give the book chapter verse for the examine yourselves verse that you just read. It's Second Corinthians thirteen five. It says, test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you, unless indeed you fail the test? Yeah. So the test is, is Jesus Christ in you? Is yeah. there proof in your life? Or are you okay doing the things that you used to do before you encountered him? Mm-hmm. Are you okay with the anger? Are you okay with the lies? Are you okay with the lust? Are you okay 
with the with the not reading and the not praying, if you're okay with those things, then I think you're failing the test. Yeah. Because if Jesus Christ is in you, Jesus Christ is not okay with those things. No. And you and might, if He is in you, then then if you do make a mistake or if you are tempted, He's gonna be nudging you. He's gonna be yeah. convicting you. He's gonna be saying, "Hey, wait, wait, hang on a second. Yeah. Don't say I'm that. Not okay with that. Not okay with yeah. that. This is not." how a child of mine represents mm-hmm. me. This is not how a child of mine conducts themselves. Exactly. And and he is there to, it doesn't mean you're never going to be tempted. It doesn't mean you're never going to mess up. But if Jesus Christ is in you, then it's going to break your heart. Yeah. And during that self-examination, you, you're going to, you're going to find mm-hmm. the, these things of why am I okay with this? Mm-hmm. If, if I'm in the faith and, and you in you know the temptation is to say hey I go to church every week hey I go to you know I do Bible study every week or whatever it is but we look this letter that Paul was writing in the Bible it wasn't to people who simply just don't believe in Jesus he was writing it to the people that were in the church right and and I mean if I say if I come across an atheist who says no I don't believe in God I don't believe in Jesus you know, so there's no reason for that guy to examine himself to see if he's in the faith. We know he's not. Paul is saying, if you think you're in the faith, don't just assume it. But look, and if you look and say, I had an encounter with Jesus, and then a month after that, I was living exactly the way I was, or there was just a little small change in me. But Paul's saying, if you're in the faith, you're going to see it. When you look and you it's examine yourself. It's going to be yourself. the fruit of the Spirit. Exactly. So. You can't have, there's a there's an old story I've heard all my life that this little boy was talking to his mom, I think, or his dad. And he said he was asking about Jesus living inside of us and being in our lives. You know, in John it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So mm-hmm. there's there's that indwelling of him. And he was he was talking to his mom or his dad, and he was like, "Isn't like he's big, right? Isn't Jesus like really big? Like he can do anything, and he's all powerful." And they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, then how's he going to be inside of me? Isn't he going to poke through somewhere?" And I know that's a funny story and it's a cute story, but he should be poking through. Yeah, he should be poking through in the way we speak, in the way we act, in the way we conduct ourselves. If he is in us. We are not a we are not a big enough vessel to contain him. So if he is in us, then he needs to be poking through somewhere. Yeah, exactly, and and through conviction, mm-hmm. and and like you said, through the through our actions and and the way we treat others. So, uh, hey, we went around. We went from TV shows. We went from football to TV shows. <laughs> um, we went through. Uh, this through is a what whole happens when we have no yeah. plan. <laughs> So, but I've enjoyed it. I hope the listeners enjoy it. And I tell you what, it we don't ever know if, if you enjoy it uh, unless we know you personally and you tell us. Or if you write us, leave us a comment on Facebook, leave us a comment um, on, the, on the podcast app if it's one that gives you that option. Or send us an email at JesusCenterStage at gmail.com uh, and let us know what you like, what you don't like, and... Uh, Topic ideas are always welcome. That's right. Keep Jesus center stage in your life.